I wouldn't even know how to do that. What do you do? Just like walk up to random people and go, hey, blah, 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 sports. Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I say, the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the late, latest in sports and fantasy sports, or shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 72, recording on August 9th, 2022, the live golfers do not get their injunction to play in the FedEx Cup, AFC and NFC North previews. As always, you can hit us up at, at DSE Podcast on Twitter. Rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts to help other people find us. Five stars reviews get all get read on the pod. And Spotify rating Spotify has ratings now too for podcasts. So give us five stars there as well. With all that out of the way, as always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman. And alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who lost his injunction and can't play in the FedEx Cup. Tim Reinhardt, welcome, Tim. Well, I can't play in the FedEx Cup because I shot an 89 today, not because I oh. lost the injunction, but... Brutal, well, brutal. That's, that's a, a that's a plus for what. me. So I'll yeah. take that. You, What's a plus plus what on the course? Plus seventeen. Um, yeah, it was par seventeen. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get under under bogey golf for eighteen holes, I, I count that as a yeah. I, I mean, you, you say this every time you play. You left left uh, probably left at least three three strokes on the course. You know. Yeah. Now you yeah. you were yeah. a pretty good golfer. Uh, if I under, I don't think we ever played together, but I, I do remember you talking about some glory days of golfing. Yes, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, I was on the on the uh, golf team in high school, which was kind of like a uh, more like very ragtag group of uh, of youngsters who the requirement for being on the golf team was: do you know or have any interest in the game of golf? Mm. You don't need to have clubs. You don't need to have any experience. Do you want to play golf? Yes or no. And if you said yes, you're you're on the team. You did it. So yeah. it, <laughs> um, it was fun, and we played some teams that were like way better than us. Um, but it was it was an enjoyable experience, no matter what. Um, and I, I did okay. I was probably about a bogey golf player, you know, at at the peak of it, maybe a little bit under. Um, but you know, I, I think we'll see. I, I I've my son has shown interest, so yeah. I've been swinging it around a little bit more. So, uh, gotta get him out there. Maybe, maybe, maybe we will get that, get that rounded. That okay. Yeah. I mean, look, we the PGA is going to need uh, need some golfers pretty soon. So, going to need gonna some bodies. There's going to be an opening. Um, I, yeah. So let's yeah. let's talk about that real quick, and and because I mentioned it at the top, but um, a few live golfers. Um, a few guys, not the top guys, but uh, a bunch of the guys that are in inside the top 125 right. of the FedEx Cup standings um, sued to get an injunction to get themselves, emergency injunction to get themselves into the FedEx Cup playoffs. And the judge basically said no. I mean, to me, that makes complete sense. The judge was like, you signed this contract. You knew that there was a possibility that you would not be invited back and you weren't invited back. Yeah. So, you know, there's no, certainly no reason for an emergency injunction. Maybe they, in the end, win an antitrust lawsuit against the PGA in like three years. Um, but they're certainly not going to get an emergency yeah, injunction. I guess that would have been the argument is that 
while the while the case is being litigated, if it even though that's not where right. it's at yet, that th- these golfers should be able to play. I, I mean, um, yeah, I, I guess it's not. I, I I'm not sure what I expected, uh, but I'm not surprised that they said no to these. I think it's three guys. Uh, Taylor Gooch is is the one that. Um, comes to mind. Um, but yeah, that's the only guy I remembered as well. Right. But yeah. So, you know, I, but they did, um, Liv just announced that Cameron Smith, or maybe, maybe they didn't announce it. It got leaked that Cameron Smith, um, just who just won the British Open, is going right. to go over to Liv for a hundred million dollar signing bonus. Um, Jeez. And he's made, I think he's made $27 million in his career to this point. So to give you a, um, at least a financial understanding as to why, <laughs> why they're able That's... to poach these guys is because they're offering them more money to quadruple the money that they've made in their career. And he's, he's among the best. Um, and then this is all just word of mouth stuff, but um there's there's rumors that after the FedEx Cup, um, another dozen golfers may may jump. Oh wow, dozen! Yeah, so that yeah. a lot of guys are are biding their time, um, essentially to uh, you know to get what do you call it to get through the uh, the next three weeks, and then after that, when the PGA season is over. They they may make the move, right? They want to get that. They want to get that last payday, just like when you're in a, a job that has a bonus season, like in March. Sure, everybody right. hangs on to get that bonus in March, and then everybody else yeah. looks for a new job. Um, so that's you know perfectly rational behavior in a competitive environment. So um, it will be interesting to see who those names are. But it seems like some of the big names, like Rory, Scheffler, those kind of guys, came out against you know, live golf and these people getting the injunction. So it would be surprising if it was any of the big names, but you know, I I guess I wouldn't be surprised at this point. The thing about it is like the, the reason those guys were saying that is like, they wanted to, as I understand it, like they, they were one of the, one of the arguments, at least there's, there are several, but one of the arguments was always like, we want to play, um, against the best competition. Like, there's a tradition of, of the best golfers are the ones that win these PGA tournaments. Um, right. But if the best golfers are golfing for live, there it is. You know, like that, that I, I wonder how, how long, who, who's it going to take? Who's the, who's the critical, uh, the Malcolm Gladwell tipping point? Because right. y- you're almost there. Like with uh, Cameron Smith, that that's that's not a this isn't you know a guy that's just starting out that can't deny the payday like like Taylor Gooch, um, or not that he's just starting out, but like that somebody that hasn't won a whole bunch in his career now gets a big signing bonus, and this isn't like Phil Mickelson who's like end of his career kind of this is Cameron Smith is in the prime of his career, just won the latest major championship with the largest under par 
um, total minus 20 in any major championship, I think. Like, they're they're starting to pluck the best golfers now. So, right. I, I wonder who's the name that once they do it, it's going to be open season for for guys, other guys to to move. I don't know. Right. And I asked this, this question of you a couple podcasts ago, which is like, what makes the, a, a, a tournament or a sporting event or an event, anything a big deal. Right. And why is it, why are these things important? We talked about history and, and um, you know, who's in this case, it's going to be a big deal because who's playing in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if all of the big golfers are playing, then well, I guess I guess that's a big deal, and then all of a sudden it's a big deal, right? So um, it becomes a big deal if people think it's going to be a big deal, and um, with all of the best, if they have a majority of the best golfers, then I, I think that's you know a, a nightmare scenario for PGA because that'll that'll kind of put them into uh, a spiral of you know lowering uh, ratings, lowering purses, and lowering everything and everybody just jumping jumping ship to the bigger paycheck so the i guess like the big thing is going to be about what the what these major championships do i suppose because as of right now it's unclear like what the masters will will do and there's something about like um the world golf ratings that live isn't their tournaments right. are not certified or something for uh, for their golfers to get rating out of that. And so I guess that impacts one of them. Maybe it, maybe it's the Masters. I'm not sure which one it is. But it, it impacts who who is invited to these things. So um, it that might be, you know, the tipping point is if whoever runs the world golf rankings finally says, yeah, li- these live tournaments yep. count. And yep. yeah, so still, still interesting I, to keep an eye on. I, I sent that to you as a kind of a funny anecdote with like, maybe Liv should have figured this part out. You know, it seems like there's some things that they kind of missed. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we should probably do that. We should make sure that our golfers get certified for world golf <laughs> ratings based yeah. on our tournaments. Oh, just a, just a small oversight that they have to clean up later. Right. But you know, that that's those kind of established things are are what happens when you push into something and don't you know they kind of making it up as they go or they're doing it the right way which is you know the other side of the coin is if if they apply for for that status um and um they got nobody then it doesn't really whoever whatever the organization is could just kind of turn their nose up at it but now you've got you've got big names that that are playing in this, and they're like, well, you you better offer us, you know, what whatever the status is, because we have Cameron Smith, we have Dustin Johnson, and you know, um, right. I guess it's possible that that was their plan all along was poach poach the names, and then it kind of forces them to recognize us. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and. You know, I guess the downside is if they went for it before they had anybody and they didn't get it, then nobody is definitely right, coming no one's over. Going. They say, we're definitely not. And uh, if they say, oh, yeah, we'll do that again in the future, you know, and we'll pay you $100 million, you know, five times what you've made in your career in one one check. 
you know, entices a little bit better. All right. So we'll, we'll obviously continue to keep keep watching it. And I, I honestly find it fascinating. I'm glad you like talking about it, Tim, because it's, it's, you know, unprecedented in recent times when just a league has created competition out of nothing. It's, it's Um, really, yeah, it's, it's a sports story. It's a business story. It's an economics, like, it's it's yeah. everything it it really huh, yeah it kind of tackles a lot of different interests yep and it's a political story it's, that part we it's won't a really story yeah we'll touch on a little bit but yeah it's that that is a big part of absolutely. it absolutely well. uh, it, it's um, political because uh, the former president is hosting some of these things too like right so anyway yep. yeah yep absolutely yep and and who's bankrolling it right, right? so exactly um so you can't get away from it no matter which way you look. Yes. So um, we will we'll definitely keep talking about that one. That one's going to keep going and we'll see what happens at the end of the year and who, who which names jump over. Um, but today is dedicated to NFC and AFC North previews. So your choice here, Tim, which one do you want to start oh, I with? Got, I guess I, I have the NFC North uh, on my screen right now. So let's, okay. let's do that. Yep. So NFC North is Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears. Green Bay Packers are minus 155 to minus 190 favorites to win the division. Next come the Vikings at plus 250-ish, then the Lions at plus 1,000, and yeah. the Bears at plus 1,400. Big, big jump. Um, yeah, so where I'll let you start wherever you want here. I have my notes in front of me as well, so... Um, letter rip. It's going to take some serious psychedelic drugs to get, um, <laughs> to get, <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers unseated here. I don't care if, if, uh, who he's, who Aaron Rodgers is throwing to. Um, he seems to, I, I saw something on social media the other day that, that was something along the lines of like it listed all these number one receivers that Aaron Rodgers has had in you know in the course of his career because everyone's been saying stuff oh he doesn't have Vontae Adams anymore um but it was like well maybe maybe it's Aaron Rodgers that is making these guys into you know or at least is a large part of the reason why these guys become number one uh top receivers in the league so who's to say you can't do that with uh um what's the name Lazard um you know uh so I I think uh I think they've they've got their their grip on on the division. Um, I I don't know that anyone else in this division is making the playoffs, um, and I just wish that the for um, I guess my own personal reasons uh, that the Bears were in a better uh, better position because I I would like to see Justin Fields succeed, but I don't know that uh, I don't know that they are. Are you buying or selling the Detroit Lions hype this year? Their uh, win total is uh, six and a half. Oh, they won- only won three games last year. Ooh, six and a half. I. All right. Well, let's look. I mean, let's 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 yeah, look the at the schedule. Fifth, fifth e- yeah, fifth easiest schedule. You know, I love a, a good schedule overview. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. They they have to play. Let's see. So schedule. There we go. I mean, they have the Bears. They have the Bears twice. They obviously, the Bears they have twice. Seattle. They have the Jets. They have Jacksonville. They have the Giants. They have Carolina as well. So they have a 
they have some wins in there for sure, especially in the second half of the season. Um, you know, and they had the Vikings in week week 14 at home. I mean, if you think, you know, that game's not going to be a, uh, you know, under a three point toss up, you know, that would be a, a surprise. I just, I just gave so, them seven, seven wins going through the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think they're getting, they're getting a lot of hype. Um, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, well-known uh, gambling podcasts and, and stuff like that. We're, we're hyping up um, Dan Campbell coach of the year odds. Yeah. Um, those went from like 30 to one to 10 to one. Um, I think if he win, if they go to the playoffs, if they get 10 games and go to the playoffs, like he's probably going to be coach of the year. Oh, that's not um, just yeah, that's, because that's, of that's the Delta. percent Right. Um, so if you think that's a lot know, of wins good to find enough. in that schedule though. It's a lot of wins. I mean, they still do have Dallas, Green Bay twice, obviously. Um, they have Buffalo. Philadelphia, so I, Buffalo, I think, yeah. yeah. I, and yeah, so they play the East. So there are some um, built-in wins there. I think their floor, as you're right, is probably six or seven. Um, I think they could get up there with a couple surprises, but it's not It's not obvious to me looking at this. Yeah, game. I think I think they're in it for uh, that – I mean, this is why they make it six and a half because, you know, it, yep. it, it, it could really find seven yep. wins. Um, I'll give them. I'll give them the over for that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Minnesota. I mean, I think Minnesota is is a, a high floor, low ceiling team, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, they're eight and nine last year. Their win total this year is nine. So eight and nine, nine and eight feels feels right to me for them. Um, yep. Obviously with the talent they have on offense, they're going to be pretty good. Um, last year they were pretty good as well on defense. So um, I just, yeah, they're, they're, um, they drafted Andrew Booth and Louis Cine for their defensive backfield. I, I really don't see, players in defensive backfields making a big difference in year one. So this, this one's going to be Kirk cousins offense. I think they're going to have a good offense, but yeah, I mean, I we like, right. we like, uh, Justin Jefferson a lot on this podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, he's, uh, and Adam Thielen are going to, are going to be great options. Um, Dalvin cook is always Dalvin cook. I just, yeah, Kirk Cousins seems to be destined for that, you know, eight, nine win range and yep. may, uh, bubble bubble team for the playoffs. You know, that seems to be yep. his, that seemed to be his ceiling as a quarterback. Yeah. And let's talk about the Bears. We, you hinted at them, but, uh, you know, a, a team whose roster is, is probably one of, I'll, I'll say one of the worst in the NFL, I think. Yeah. Um, we like, we like Justin Fields this is a pro Justin Fields podcast, but I don't think that there's any help for him in that offense. We talk about other teams like Jacksonville, New York jets, um, that are getting talent around their, um, young quarterback right. and in hope to see what they've got from him. I, I don't even know what you can tell from, uh, Justin Fields this year, their offensive coordinator is already coming out and saying, well, our offensive line is going to be you know, struggling a bit this year. <laughs> great. So that's great, not a good, yeah. not, not a good sign. And, you know, 
uh, jury's still out on Matt Eberflus, their, their um, coach, but they hired a defensive coach, not an offensive coach. So, you know, I think it's there's not necessarily a huge um, chance of a, you know, flashy offensive turnaround yeah. um, with that kind of hire. So, I don't know. What do you think about them? Um, I, I think they're the basement. Um, and I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm not expecting, um, they, you know, they, they didn't really do, um, do any of the stuff that the other, like you said, that the other teams did that have young quarterbacks and, um, you know, who, who's, uh, who's the offensive coordinator? His name is Luke Getze. Okay, Luke Getze. Uh, I don't. I don't. What know, do we know, I don't know about anything him? about him? We don't know anything about him. Um, yeah. So I guess like in in the NFL world where you're either hiring a defensive coach and getting like the hot coordinator who you know somehow is related to one of the three you know, offensive, I guess it's Andy, you know, you have to have known Andy Reed, Kyle Shanahan, or, um, uh, or what's his name in, um, in LA. Like if you, if you, that, that seems to be what teams are doing. I don't know who this guy right. is. What, he's from, he's from the Packers. He's an so offensive he, coach from the Packers. So I guess he is from that Shanahan tree. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, it's not one that I'm. That it's not a situation that I look at for Justin Fields, and and I'm like, yeah, this this, this could work. Um, I I see it. I see it going the other way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I think we talked about this before, but I, they their rebuild, so to speak, has been poorly managed because they didn't time it right. Right. So the, the last year of their former coach, whose name is escaping Nagy, they traded up Nagy. They traded up for Justin Fields, which we, we thought was a good move at the time. But then it was very clear they were also selling off pieces and Nagy was trying to win to save his job. So they, they were they were kind of split between developing Fields and also winning to save his job. So Fields didn't get a good chance. They, you know, um, were running out. Um, the beige water pistol. Um, what I only know him by his nickname. Um, beige water pistol. The beige water pistol. Uh, red rifle. What? What is? Uh, he's got red hair. Um, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Yeah. So they're running out of Andy Dalton, uh, trying to win games to save Nagy's job when they really should have been developing fields. Right. And so now they they get rid of Nagy, which they should have done in the first place. Then they are um, rebuilding clearly with a defensive coach and a bad roster and the clock's ticking on fields already and you right. don't have talent around him to. So like, it's just like everything's going in the wrong order um, and it'll be another year and we still maybe we'll know nothing about Justin Fields. Yeah. And maybe we will, you know, if he balls out with this roster and this offensive line, then you will know something, but it's certainly not going to make it easy on him. Um, so that, that's, I, I think they're one of the candidates. The bears are one of the candidates for the worst record, um, in the league. And, you know, if they're presented with like a top three pick and they're presented with one of those, um, very interesting quarterbacks out there, 
uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do if they push the reset button already. Cause uh, you know, fields is not Eberflus's guy. He didn't draft him. So they could very easily start over. Oh man. So that would be, that would be frustrating. And for fields uh, never getting a real chance, but you know, I, th- it's the story of, of quarterbacks in, in the draft is that like, it's not only the talent of the player and how well they grow in the NFL, but the position that they're put in. And, you know, if you're put in a terrible position, doesn't, it really doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to be, you're going to look bad. Um, right. And I think he's, he's going to look bad this year. Um, but I, I, I think that there will be enough flashes that they will continue to build with him. Um, yeah, but they'll, they'll be, they're going to be behind the clock. They're just a year behind. Yeah. So next, so next off season will be adding offensive talent around Justin Fields. Right. Um, if everything stays on track and they'll just have one less year to evaluate him with that talent. And yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way it is when you, when you leave Nagy for one extra year. So candidate, but still candidate either way, even if Justin Fields is good, they're a candidate for the last, uh, yeah, last place team. So, what is your what's your um, your order? How are they going to finish? Um, I'm going to go Packers, Lions, mm. Vikings, Bears. All right, I'll go chalk. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Yeah, with the Packers being the only team that makes the playoffs. All right, so Packers, I say Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. And I and you said the Packers Vikings, Lions, Bears. Yes. Okay. Make sure I write this down for for pet, uh, for recording purposes so that we know. Um, all right, so let's move on to the AFC North. So we've got the Browns, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Um, let's look at the odds real quick, and I'll toss it over to you. Right. So the Ravens are uh, plus 160 favorites. The Bengals are 180 to 200. Then the Browns at 300, and the Steelers at uh, 1,000. So um, wherever you want to start on this one, uh, let me know. Slap in the face to the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl Bengals. Uh, that's I, I, I guess there's a way to see that that was. I, I think they should be. I don't understand. I think they should be the uh, the odds on favorite to win this division. I like, I like them there. I, I think you have a lot of either way, though. The Bengals and the Ravens are one and two, and then you just have a lot of questions from the Browns and this for the Browns and the Steelers. Um, so we don't going to be hard, to, hard to make a pick when you don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be playing um, six games if, or if he's going to be suspended for six, if he's going to be suspended for 12 the whole year, is he going to, is he going to get an injunction that allows him to play while they're sorting this stuff out? Um, so I don't, that's the big, uh, I guess, the big wild card. Yeah, obviously, that's a, that's a huge mystery there. Um, I, but I still think that e- even maybe with Watson, I think the Ravens and the Bengals are the class of this division. 
I like the Ravens a lot this year, provided um, Lamar Jackson is back and healthy. I think they had a big-time problem with injury. Um, the, the worst injury luck in the league last year. And obviously Lamar Jackson missed a lot of games. And so he's how important he is to their offense. Uh, I think that they come back a lot better this year with getting JK Dobbins Dobbins back, back, getting, yeah, you know, they had all of the secondary injuries. I believe there was one game where they went for the win and the two point conversion because they just literally had no cornerbacks left. (laughs) Um, You know, they're, they had a, had a pretty rough season and still went eight and nine and still were in the playoff uh, talk until the last two, one or two weeks there. Um, so that was a, you know, a big, uh, they lost, let's see the last one, two, three, four, five, six games. So they, they started out hot, lost Lamar Jackson, had a big bunch of cluster injuries. Um, I, I think I like the Ravens there. Um, the Bengals, you know, won 10 games, their, uh, their win total is 10 this year. So I think you're right. They're, they're, they're a quality team. I uh, I think obviously their, their playoff run had a little, you know, I think they got some fortuitous bounces in the playoffs, but that happens to That's anybody that, that makes it that far run, in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but still a good team. Uh, I think still a, a top five offense. Um, and you know, we've talked a lot about Zach Taylor, their, their coach, mm-hmm. and I think he's kind of maybe growing into it a little bit, growing into the position there. Yeah. Didn't look as overwhelmed in the playoffs. Didn't look overwhelmed in the end of the year when they won three of the last four. Um, I, I think, I think it's a, a smart bet to take them to, to win the division. Um, I like the Ravens, but I think that one's smart. Um, Steelers, Steelers. What, what to do well, with the Steelers? So yeah. So what do you? What what's your Mitch Trubisky? Um, looks like he's going to be the starter. So what? Uh, what's your prognosis for him? I I mean, you don't pick a quarterback in the first round, even that late in the first round, without thinking at this point that you're going to play him in the first year, right? Um, I think that Trubitsky, man, I love a good uh, bounce back. I love a good post-hype sleeper, a good bounce back, a good yeah. you know, second or third, in this case of Trubitsky, uh, spot kind of um, rebuilding your, your value there. Uh, but I don't know. I can't see it. I, I think last year their offensive line was pretty bad. And I don't think they did a lot to improve it. Mm. And, you know, Roethlisberger pretty much just threw it in half a second to Najee Harris half the time, yeah. <laughs> which was great for Najee Harris's fantasy points, by the way, which I will take. Um, but I don't think Trubitsky is going to necessarily um, do the same thing there. I, I think they are also kind of in a in a stealth rebuild almost yeah they still have you know their wide receivers took a step back um roethlisberger was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year so you know what they have now is probably equal to that so 
I don't know. They won. They were nine seven and one. They did they made they made the playoffs, didn't they? Did they make the playoffs? I and, and get bounced in the first round. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, because they they won the last two games against the Browns and the and the Ravens, um, and they had to have something go exactly right for them to get in on the last week, um, and they did, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think uh, so. So the fact that they won that many games was remarkable. Um, their their tie against Detroit was in Week Ten was emblematic of their kind of offensive struggles that they couldn't put Detroit away. 16-16 tie in that one. Right. Um, I think this is going to be a down year for for the Steelers. I think they could very easily be the last place team in this division, and the odds <laughs> reflect that. So it's not a not a hot take there. So but. here's here's the thing about it. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure this is an accurate stat. I don't know if there's a way to check this quickly. I don't think the Steelers have ever had a losing season um, under their current head coach, whose name is slipping my mind. Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I don't think they have. I think they've they've been a 500 or better team um, since he's been the coach. He's he's like that sounds right. He's like a sneaky. I, I don't know if you ever, or or maybe he just gets like razzed for like sort of his. I don't know his cadence a little bit. Like he he can some he can sometimes feel. Um, what's the, I'm not sure of the word I'm looking for. Like it sometimes feel sort of like not unserious, but like just like, I, I don't know. I, I, I like him as a coach personally, but I, I think yep. he gets, he gets criticized, um, at least up here in, in, um, in the Boston media and, and he hasn't put together, but he hasn't put together, you know, a, a losing season, Ever, I, I think you know yeah. you can't discount. Yeah. You can't discount the Steelers when he's the coach. I think I guess what I'm trying to say is he's probably the best coach in this division. We like we've we've consistently this podcast is big on the you know the coach quarterback combo. Um, they've got at least the the coach part of it settled. I, I think he's you know a top five coach in the NFL. Um, I mean, to get them to nine, seven and yeah. one last year Think about was, that. you know, could have been a coach of the year, um, you know, situation. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. He started in 2007 and they have not had a losing record, right? A couple of eight and eights in there, um, three, eight and eights, um, but hasn't had a losing record. So now we have an odd number of games. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no chance at eight and eight. So, um, their win total is at seven. Do you think that they get or stay above 500? Yeah, I, I'm going to pick them. It, okay. So I guess I don't – this is an interesting division because I don't know that I buy – I don't know that I buy the Browns just yet with with uh, with all the questions there. And, I mean, we know that Sean Watson is going to be gone for some of it. So – if I'm handicapping this one, I probably would go Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. 
I mean, that that's not bad. I mean, I, I'm not... With with the Steelers being like 9-8. and eight. Yeah. I think, um, well, the, Steel, the Steelers do get the Browns in Week 3, so pretty much guaranteed to not have Deshaun Watson there. And Week 18, um, you know, anything could happen at that point. Who knows who has what to play for or, you know, anything like that. So those ones could get get a little weird yeah so i'm not i'm not surprised there um this this just feels like a, a team that is is on the downslope and maybe you know ducking down a little bit to to regroup um, arguably the best defensive player in the nfl yep um that's true that's true i mean they, they won them a, a couple players, of games last year you know yeah yep the um and uh just a, a kicker who's who's pretty nails, you know. I, I could see I could see them surprising surprising the NFL and and winning winning nine games. I don't think they're yeah. at plus nine hundred. Seems seems uh too much uh, or yeah, you could get plus plus uh, plus a thousand there, ten to one. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to win the division, division but you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to say that. But I guess that's probably the best long shot that that you could go, you know, go and get. Yeah, you could probably put good money on them finish second. You know, they, right? You know, I, I'd of, say they, of there's a decent chance of that. Yeah, um, but that that would probably require the Bengals stumbling. Yeah, uh, quite a bit, and I don't know. I don't know if I see see that happening i mean you you know i i don't you know you see teams come off a super bowl hang over a little bit you know a couple couple injuries a couple of bad bounces i mean it's not it it has happened um but the Bengals seem like a team more than others that set up for future and you see the ravens right they 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 look like a pretty good team coming out and they stumbled uh based on injuries and stuff like that so anything could happen and that's why we watch um, so what's your what's your finishing? Yeah, i i was gonna I was gonna say a little bit about the Browns, but I really oh, don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's hard to. Yeah, I mean it's it's really hard to say too much about them without with or without watching. Obviously, they're gonna be without them for a little bit. Jacoby Brissett, a guy I like, um, guy that doesn't throw interceptions, but I I still am not sold on their talent their their pass catcher talent i mean amari cooper is great but always injured people's jones is fine um i like the guy they drafted david bell um and uh their tight end is Njoku, Njoku, who yeah. signed a big contract but hasn't really done anything um i like nick chubb obviously but you know there, there's only so much he can do and he's he's gotten injured as well and uh kareem hunt, kareem hunt. wants out he wants out. He wants traded, right? Is that, that is that, that true? Traded? Yeah, he's not happy with his role. I believe he wants to be traded. Oh, wow. I'm not sure they're gonna they're gonna let him. But um, this is a team that um, I without Watson could be a little bit of fool's gold on offense. And I think they're gonna have a really good defense. But even with Watson, they could be just because like he yes. hasn't played in a year. Yeah, he has. I mean, he hasn't played in. By the time he gets on the field, it's going to be like two years that he hasn't played um, with a whole new team. And yeah, I, th- I think there's just 
there's a, a whole bunch of question marks about them. Um, I wouldn't run to do anything. Yeah, for them. I, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna, I need them to. Yeah, they're they're on show me. Um, you know, uh, status. I, I don't. Yeah. The the one, I guess Miles Garrett is uh, incredible. Um, yep. Denzel Ward might be one of the best corners in the league. So they yep. they do look like they have uh, some some decent defensive talent. Um, but yeah, this offense is is a big a big question mark. Yeah, I th- I think they're projecting a lot when you think about their offense being good with Watson not playing. Um, Cooper coming off an injury and the rest of the wide receivers, not really that proven and Nick Chubb, you know, um, a good runner and a good pass catcher, but you know, hasn't, hasn't shown durability. And, you know, if he's not on the field, Kareem Hunt has been pretty good, but he wants out. So, um, there's more, there's more questions than answers there, I guess yeah. is, is what I'm coming up with. Uh, so that one, they have the eighth easiest schedule. Um, but Man, they, oh boy, the start of their schedule, I, you know, whoever made the schedule must have, must have been an, an absolute like Browns fan because they start out the season with Panthers, Jets, Steelers, which may be a sneaky tough game and the Falcons. So three of the four, maybe even four of the four worst uh, teams right. in the league to start the season. Um, obviously then it gets tougher immediately with, with the Chargers Patriots, uh, Ravens, and Bengals, um, and then even tougher at that point. But the middle of their um, schedule is tough, but the beginning is pretty, pretty soft. So if they can survive, survive that with two and two, and everything bounces the right way when Deshaun Watson comes back. Yeah, I mean they could be they could be three and three uh, in six games if Watson comes back in six games and um, have a showdown with the Ravens on week seven. Uh, that would be that would be a big deal for them, right? But a long way to go before we get yeah, there. I, I don't. But interesting to see how that. Lynn, I looked at the schedule; a whole bunch of green on it at the beginning uh, for the easy. Yeah, I, I easier games. I'm not seeing it for him. I. I yep. Yep. Can't can't give it to him just yet. Yep, I agree. All right, so let's let's do our uh, uh how do you see this one shaking out? I'll go Bengals uh Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Okay. With the Ravens and the Bengals making the playoffs and the Steelers probably just missing out. Okay. So I'm going to go Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. I'm going to go chalk. All right. So you're a chalker on this one. Yeah. I, I don't uh, – I, I do think this is going to be the first losing season in Mike Tomlin's career. It may be like 8 and 9 or 7 and 10, not a huge one, but – They're going to be competitive. I, I think that Yeah, that's... I think they'll be competitive. You know, they won a lot of close games last year, and obviously they had that tie. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, a good coach like Mike Tomlin can win you those those games, and and he might just do it again. All right. Uh, let's see. I had just a couple of other, other, other notes to talk about. Um, 
So we, we were texting about this one, but Mackay Becton, um, the left tackle for the Jets. Right tackle, but yeah. he uh, Right tackle, tackle, tackle key now. tackle. Yeah, uh, out for the year with a some sort of kneecap thing that sounds incredibly painful. So that's that's a big loss yeah. for them. Um, you know, make or break season, honestly, for him. Drafted a couple of years ago, they really needed him to step up into franchise tackle territory, and not he happen. he was yeah for for a very long time had issues with being in shape and and his weight, and finally looked like he had had come into camp ready to roll and in in shape, and then this happens. So uh, yeah. not not great not great luck for him. Yeah. And, and and on these other training camp, I, I I labeled this training camp arrow pointing down. And maybe this is um, filter bubble selection bias stuff for me. Um, but I feel like I'm only hearing bad things about both Mac Jones and Carson Wentz in camp. Um, you know, Mac Jones's offense on offensive co- coordinator as our um, well, not in name, but the offensive. Uh, Brain trust is Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. So what could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? It seems like from the tweets, um, and and I loathe training camp play by play tweets. I loathe them, but I can't stop reading them. Yeah, that uh, that Mac Jones is and the offense in whole in a whole is is struggling in Patriots land. Is that the the feeling that you're getting from up so there? So well? I heard on the radio one of the um, Boston Globe reporters say that I, I texted you this um, that it is right now Tim Tebow esque. Uh, what's happening? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah. So not not great. That, so that was a lot of jump of what, passes. Yeah. Kneeling, kneeling, and jump passes. Is that what you're saying? I guess. Um, yeah. It it doesn't you know it doesn't seem like it's whatever experiment with, with those guys at the helm of the offense, uh, doesn't seem like it's going well. And, um, you got to wonder, or it, it might be now time to start wondering, um, you know, the, the Patriots had, um, talk about like consistency, not only was, you know, the quarterback consistent, but they pretty much had three, three clones as the offensive coordinator for that 20 year stretch of time. And now, now they've, they're outside of that realm of, uh, what was it? Charlie White's Bill O'Brien and um, McDaniels. And now it's who are all sort of interchangeable. And as I understand it, in terms of the offense that they run um, and now it's like brand new, everything. And it it doesn't seem to be, you know, it sounds like the offensive line is getting consistently getting beat. Mac Jones is missing missing receivers, missing reads. The receivers are running back or, or running different routes than he thinks they're running. So um, there's a lot that that needs to be cleaned up. And you know, you, I guess you start wondering when, if 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 there will be some, I don't know, like leaks about what are we doing here um, from some of the veterans on that team. Right. And it, it feels to me like with Patricia and judge is like, 
you know, that old trope of, of the, the sons who have, have failed in life, come back home and try to run the, the family company. And, you know, yeah, it's like stuff goes missing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I interrupted you. No, that's fine. Just like that's, that's the idea, right? That they, they failed elsewhere and they come move back in and try to run the family, uh, family store and, and they can't, you know, or run the register and <laughs> they can't, right. they can't the keep inventory, all that good stuff. Who's yeah. slowly growing like senile is, you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Puts them in charge because, you know, they're his sons and uh, they're doing a terrible job. Um, so we'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll definitely keep on that one. Yeah. But that right now, so far doesn't look, it good. doesn't, it's not looking good. That may be a very different thing. Uh, you know, three weeks from now, but for now yeah. it looks, looks like it's trouble. Yeah. And the other arrow pointing down is Carson Wentz, um, in, in Washington. And maybe this is just selection bias on my, um, end, but it seems like he is kind of throwing the ball all over the place, uh, which we is a hallmark of Carson Wentz. Uh, he had a lot of in Indianapolis plays that went for, uh, pass interferences, um, and interceptions at the wrong time throwing with his wrong hand off of the goal yeah, line, that sort that's of thing. A, not an ideal scenario. He's going to give yeah. you one or two a game, it seems like. Yeah, and he's going he's gonna to give you probably one or two very excellent plays a right. game. Um, depends on which <laughs> which outweighs the other and which comes at the most um, most opportune time. So I don't know if his arrow is necessarily pointing down, but it, it doesn't, uh, you know, when, when things start, people start watching the practices and, and start analyzing them and taking a look at them. And they, you know, they say that somebody is supposed to be running a, uh, you know, a drill against air and they, you know, they're not catching the ball because the ball is flying all over the place. It's not, not a great sign for your number one quarterback. Yeah. Um, and so that, uh, doesn't bode well for the commanders, but we'll, we'll certainly see again, training camp, you know, play by play tweets, take them with a grain of salt but you know when you see a lot of salt you know i kind of got to report at, on at it. some point so. yeah a lot of salt becomes a lot of salt yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't extend that metaphor <laughs> any further uh a lot of salt yeah, becomes where, a lot where of there's salt. where That's there's absolutely. i i think like it's the play on the where, where there's smoke there's fire i mean where there's salt there's yes. there's salt I don't know. There's salt. There's salt. There's salt. Here we are making making up expressions. I mean, we it's full yeah, service. There we go. There we go. Oh, full man. service. Full service. It's getting late on a Tuesday night. All right, Tim. Let's wrap this yeah. up. Um, what are you looking forward to this week? What are you keeping your eye um, on? That sort of thing. These New York Mets are are uh, playing some good baseball. They've got. They've got that fun, you know, closer and Edwin Diaz comes into the trumpets. Have you seen this? Yes, oh, I have seen it. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I w- I've had that game. I've had the Mets game on in the background and I've been hoping that the Reds make it close just so Edwin Diaz has to come in and <laughs> and they play the trumpets and everything. But yeah, um, yeah, I think now's now's getting to be the time where. You know, some of these teams are hitting their stride, or or finding, uh, or finding, or or the other way, the Yankees. You know, hitting the dog days. Um, so I, I think uh, I'll be paying attention to uh, see how see how these some of these 
races shake out right now in in MLB. Yeah, and, and I mean in in our in our preview, that's kind of why I picked the Mets to win the NL is having Scherzer and Degrom, you know, Just, pitching two times in in a. Uh, two times each in, in a seven game series. Did you see? And oh, sorry. Good. No, and Degrom being back, I think, just is, cements that idea, and he's still dominant. Did you see his um, stats from his last start? No, I did not. Do you have them? Um, I'm I'm pulling them up right now. Okay. Um, so he not only so he only went like five in um. <laughs> Five and a third, I think. Um, let me. Uh, five and two thirds. Um, mm-hmm. He struck out 12. 12? Yes. Out of a possible 17. 17? So wow. Five. <laughs> Mets defense has to record five outs. He threw, <laughs> I think it was 19. They, they set it on. Um, oh, he, he threw. On his slider, he got 18 swings and misses. That's pretty good. That's that's, that's like good historic. He, yeah, yeah. That that's what he's capable of doing. Is you're you're watching. I when when he's on the mound, you're you you're watching. You know, Pedro Martinez, Sandy Koufax, like some of these. Some of these guys that have been in historic runs, he's one of those guys. Um, so uh, pay attention to it when he when he takes the mound. Man, it is it's it's must see baseball right now. All right, all right. Then we'll end on that one. So keep your eyes glued to Jacob Degrom and yeah. the New York Mets, and keep your ears glued to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. You got it. Oh, I think he was also throwing 102, right? He hit 102, yeah. He's a starter that is insane. Um, yeah, the, the Cardinals are on a nice little run. I guess that, that got, that got yeah, ended until, tonight. Until today. Well, they got the bases loaded, I think, with two outs. So we'll see if they can make up hit the old-fashioned nine-run home run here. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were eight out of their last nine, I guess. Or no, uh, nine out of their last ten. So Seven in a row, yeah. Uh, that's, you know, not, not exactly the... What did they do last year? Was it 19? It was a huge number. Yeah, that was that was also must-see baseball for a while. They, yeah. they, when they went on that winning streak, that was... But I think they, they're starting to like,